I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Hockey Show. Hello, American hockey fans and American hockey fans only. This is the Tuesday edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. I am Craig Custance, joined, as always, by Sean Gentili and... Boy, do we have a great show. This is awesome. We Game sevens have wrapped. We're in the, what do we have, 15 minutes between rounds? Sean? It's, like it's like, I, I'm on board with this. I yes, was thinking about it a couple days ago. Rolling, baby. Yeah. I think we need every bit of momentum we can get here. Like, wait, well, this is, let's. Yeah. Mm. Also, I wanted to say hello to you. Hey, thanks. Psycho X Factor, Craig Custins. X Factor Psycho Craig Custins. What did Cole? What did Cole? What did Colby call Matthew Kachuk? I already forgot it. Psycho X Factor. So yes, that's the the, the news of the day. Colby Armstrong joins us. Uh, Colby, one of the greats, and he's doing an amazing job on TNT, spitting chicklets. Shocking that his media stock is is through the roof. I'll tell you, no, nobody, nobody could have ever seen this coming. One of the all-time great quotes. Uh, just, uh, I loved him when I was in Atlanta. and He was there, and he he always treated us well. And it's just, it's cool to see him. And so he comes in, and yeah, he, he's calling everybody a psycho X factor in our Let segment. It rip. I think that stuck way better. Um, and so American, like American TV viewers, are in for a treat when he's on the screen yeah. and and listening. Um, he gave us if, he gave us good stuff on how this on how on how the mm-hmm. sausage is made, and also how the TNT. Uh, the, how the TNT deal is working out in general. Like it was, you know, it was good shit from him. It was, but it was behind the scenes stuff. It was, it was whatever, whatever you could want from it, uh, from a studio analyst, man. If you listen to this show regularly, and a couple of you do, you know, we love talking the TV. We love the ESPN TNT stuff. We love like slagging the old NBC stuff. It's just fun. We're just, we're media dorks. Um, Sean, we lost in that round. We lost the Rangers. Mm-hmm. We we lost the Boston Bruins. We lost some massive Particularly markets. bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, are they just? Should we just at this point, for the sake of like revenue, root for a Toronto Edmonton final so Canada can get some of its money back? Like Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's out, not Chicago's involved. Out, Detroit, Chicago's not. Philly, Detroit, Buffalo, all these like reliably what? really like, good. It's gonna, we've got New Jersey like. I, I know I'm happy for those fans. I'm, I love Florida. I love what they're doing. Carolina, awesome win. We didn't get, you know, we were all, I think there's a lot of people rooting for an Islanders Rangers. Yeah. Like none of them. We are happy. Well, look, we're happy for the fans. These teams deserve it. The storylines are compelling. 
series by series. And I can mm-hmm. say this is someone who's had to churn out series preview content over the last 24 hours. Like I'm dialed into the matrix there. I'm in, I'm yes. into, I'm into all of these in some capacity. And ultimately on our end, do we care what the TV ratings are? Not necessarily. It's worth pointing out that from an American media standpoint, from an American television standpoint, this could be the apocalypse. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like based on these based on these viewership numbers that we've seen where it's like 400,000 people watched in, in the United States watched King's Oilers like on and on and on down the list. I think if you're the league or, or anybody who who has any any stakeholder in this outside of maybe DNT and ESPN, yeah, you gotta just root for for Leafs Oilers or whatever because because it's the American end of things is gonna be brutal. I, I hope it happens. Um, I was having a conversation with a uh, let's say a high level exec with a team, and we were talking about. Connor McDavid, and he was, I think, surprised at how fans didn't come to see the Oilers when when they came through town. Like he's yeah. like, it's for whatever reason the NHL doesn't have that star power. Like, and and so I and I think that reflects itself in the TV ratings. Like uh, Connor McDavid should be an easy sell to the American market. Like here, come see the one of the. This guy's going to be the best player of all time potentially. R- really, like I don't think that's hyperbole. And American viewers are like. Eh. No, no, thank you. <laughs> there are no out of market sells. That's the that's the league's fundamental problem yeah. in a lot of ways. Is that the successful markets are the ones that have enormous local bases? Like you, like a lot of people care about the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is a top twenty TV market, maybe like top twenty, top yeah. twenty five. And that, and they're a needle moving franchise for the league, which is a bad sign to begin with. And it's not just because of Sidney Crosby and and whatever else. Like, there's a decent, there's a decent base here. That's what the bones of the NHL's TV viewership in the United States is built on. It's it's built on local ratings still. And not all teams draw locally. And I keep going back to that Kings number. That is, that is. That's LA. That's Los Angeles. It's the second biggest TV market in the country. And so, so you eliminate Edmonton in Cal in in uh, in Canada in general from from the U.S. ratings. Obviously, they they don't count. So you're saying that in the United States, four hundred thousand people wanted to watch a game involving the L.A. Kings, a team from the second biggest TV market in this country, and Connor McDavid, the best player on earth. Mm-hmm. Terrifying shit. Yeah. Terrifying shit. I, it's, I I I I kind of love it. <laughs> it's horrible. It, so it's, so it's ESPN's horrible. asking for I a refund. It. I don't. I whatever. <laughs> Can we? I don't. We've got our receipts from this TV deal. Um, <laughs> is it, so if Connor McDavid's not the draw, here's a question I have for you: Is there anybody who like? Is there anybody we can sell in these playoffs in the United States and say, "Come watch this. You have to watch this guy tonight." The original Psycho X Factor. It's Matthew Kachuk. It's Matthew Kachuk. It's not Austin Matthews. I don't even think in the Leafs. I think, I think they have potential to be kind of like a, a draw as a team and as yes. Like, there's a compelling story. They're the Cowboys or the Yankees. People want to either root for or against whatever's happening there. But as a player, I think your answer is correct. As an individual needle mover, at this point, league wide, it's Matthew Kachuk. And then everybody else is playing for second place. And I think Colby did a good job of kind of dipping his toe into that. A lot of it, does some of it have to do with playing style? Sure. But he's yeah. not the most aesthetically pleasing dude. He's not out there doing McDavid stuff, obviously. He's, nope. he's, he's, not, he's not a skilled guy on that level. But there's something about that dude. The combination of, of, of his skill, of the shit disturber stuff on the ice of the way he markets himself and packages himself mm-hmm. that appeals to a larger audience. Like there's something about that dude that pops in a way that, uh, in a way that most hockey players don't. So is it good or bad that he's playing in South Florida? Like, I don't know, but from a national standpoint, 
you look at him and you're like, oh, this is he's one of one in terms yeah. of in terms of personality and skill and and kind of prevalence in in the game in the game right now. Like he's a guy who you feel like he f- he feels like a first take topic. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yes. Like you could him. Yeah. In and yeah. of itself in and of himself. Or a guest. Like beauty is you can bring him on as a guest and he'll say something interesting. You can go to a clip of him in the dressing room and he's saying something interesting to his teammates. You can go to, you know, we talked about it around the All-Star break where he was like, hey, everybody, we're going to make the playoffs. Can we mm-hmm. just relax? Like he's, he, he just, he's interesting and he's, you have to, you lean in and you listen to him because he doesn't seem to give up. He just doesn't care. Like he, he will say whatever's on his mind and talk about how he's been wearing flip flops for six months in a row and just like fun stuff. But also then he's just going to run your goalie and create yeah. just chaos it's even borne out in numbers for us like we had this conversation without going too far because nobody cares but without going too far numbers everybody you know without going too far into how the sausage gets made at a a sports website like we had this conversation on friday night after after their game six win where like we're talking about stuff to write post game like whatever there's there are other things that happen in that game aside from matthew kachuk and i said to somebody like what are like basically like time out like what are we doing here right like this is the guy the narrative arc for this series begins and ends with him Mm -hmm. like he was there at the start of it he's he's backing up with his play he's talking shit and causing trouble and the the one of the through lines through this has been him like we need to just lean into this and not focus on, you know, where's Alexander? Like, yeah, the the Panthers are winning, but where's Alexander Barkov? Or right. hey, Sergey Bobrovsky's back, or or, or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. Like, don't overthink it. This dude yeah. has something, and I think the longer the Panthers hang around, the fact that they're playing the Leafs in this I round know. now he's going into the magnified. This is it. This is magnified it. Magnified glass spotlight yep. of the Toronto center of the hockey universe etc and you know they're i'm guessing everyone's going to discover him for the first time in some cases and this is and and he's going to do something outrageous and he's going to and i'm sure he's pretty tuned in he realizes how many eyes are on him now like this is opportunity here and and it's an opportunity he couldn't quite cash in on last year right because we had all that momentum for calgary edmonton it's the battle of it's the battle of alberta you know, the Flames are coming out of a really entertaining series with Dallas last season. Uh, and it was a dud. They weren't good. He wasn't good. The series wasn't compelling. It didn't It didn't last as, lo- as long as it should have. And now here we are. So he had, and, and then obviously all the stuff that happens in the offseason on a new team, whatever. He had his dry run last year. <laughs> and now, you know, look out. Yeah. Honestly. One other topic we, we talked a little bit about with Colby, and I wanted to get your thoughts on before we get to the Colby Armstrong interview, which is great, uh, is Patrick Kane. We, since he's a, he's an American, the, the Rangers, I, I mean, Rangers fans are out of their minds, and rightfully yeah. so. Like, they load up, a lot of assets out the door. So, you know, every all those deals we liked, they seem to fill every need. It goes back. I remember the conversation we had for the trade deadline. They were like, hey, they added potential Hall of Famers. Is it going to make a difference? <laughs> nope. Apparently and now not. you're... And I like somebody tweeted out a picture of Shaquille O'Neal wearing a Boston Celtics jersey. Like this is what we're going to remember Patrick Kane as, you know, a Ranger. Like he's good, you know. Uh, it didn't go great in for the it's Rangers. Just not, it's just Kane. not that good of a five. They just weren't that good of a five on five team. In the in the players they added didn't really help that. You can look you can look at it and say like there's skill and oh mm-hmm. shit, look at that power play, whatever. But when you have that look, the Caco Lafreniere Filipino line didn't work. Mm. But, but Lafreniere, particularly zero points in in the series. Like, if that's if, if those guys aren't clicking in some meaningful way, and if you have Mika Zibanejad, who is a combination of uh, kind of snake bitten, but also what, what's going on there <laughs> throughout the course of this. You have Kane, who's feast or famine. You have Artemi Panarin, who look lost at times. This is worst case scenario for the Rangers in a lot of ways, but it also shouldn't be that much of a surprise because the mix was always off. It was off with them last year. 
Mm-hmm. It was last year. It was it. They beat up on as good as they were in, in the playoffs. They were also beating up on third string goaltenders and relying really heavily on, on Igor Shesterkin. There were warts there, and they didn't fit. They they didn't cover them up. So, and we're look. We're talking in high. Everybody loved the Rangers trade deadline stuff. We're talking in hindsight here, but sure. They didn't improve where we Actually, thought they I were going to improve. They, yeah, yeah, they gave them an F, <laughs> F minus. <laughs> just not a not a good enough five on five team, and you and you run against a team that that, that plays together the way that the way that New Jersey does. The, the a, a team that controls the run of play the way that New Jersey does. They swap out Manichek after the first two games. Akira Schmid gave them exactly what they needed. He was spectacular. Like six goals saved above average in, in the mm-hmm. in the first round and nine fifty save percentage and, and and all this stuff. He was better than they needed needed him to be. So once that variable changed, and the Devils cycled in a goaltender who knew what he was doing, the Rangers were in deep shit. And I think I think you could have sensed that by the way they were playing. Honestly, at, at times going down the stretch, that's not a cohesive team, and they paid for it. It's interesting. We will have either a Carolina team where I'm still not sure how they're scoring in the Eastern Conference Final, or a devil, this young and fun Devils team that we should all, probably all be getting behind. Not that I'm rooting against Carolina. But. Aho, it's Natchez. It's, you know, that's the, yeah. the irony of it is that the guys, is that they are getting the bulk of their goals from a couple guys, but, which is like a weird monkey paw way to fulfill the wish that we all kind of had for them at the start of this was that they needed some juice at the top of the lineup and they're getting it. It's just, not quite the way that not quite the way that they wanted. I'm fat. I'm fascinated by that series. Yep. From a, from a from a style play standpoint, almost couldn't be more different. Carolina is one of the most still regular season. I mean, it's what they do. One of the most dominant forechecks we've seen in years. They have active, strong defense that you know plays the rush really well. They totally control control five on five play. And then you have the Devils who, you know. Unreal rush team, but also have a lot of substance behind it too. They get they get out on the they get out on the on the four check a lot as well. So I'm psyched for that series. This is what I was saying before. Like, look, man, it's care it's it's Carolina, New Jersey. Nobody's TV executives aren't going to be foaming at the mouth to have Raleigh and Newark in the in the you know to battle it out in in terms of in terms of TV markets. But I don't give a shit. No, for our purposes, I'm not I'm not, I'm not, a, a, I'm not a TV executive. This this is yeah. great. I am no. <laughs> I think you actually might be now. I, I I got a I got a Slack message a couple of days ago that that made me wonder. Yeah, I might be. All right, coming up next we have Colby Armstrong. Craig, Craig got a promotion, everybody. <laughs> Colby, uh, we'll be right back. He's he's the best. I'm so yeah, what a great call to get it. him on by producer Jeff. A plus, he should host the show instead of he should host the show. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We're now thrilled to be joined by Colby Armstrong, who, uh, I mean, you, you're watching him right now during intermission. By the way, Colby, not for nothing, last podcast, we were talking about how good that intermission show was. And we kind of ran down ESPNs because we don't, it needs a little bit of work, I would say. Who cares? But, <laughs> so I, I want to say that wasn't just in prep to get you on the show. Um, but I just, and you know, you're doing stuff with uh, Spit and Chicklets. Just, it's been awesome to watch. Yeah. I mean, we all knew this was going to happen. It's the easiest transition of all time, maybe, but great, great stuff, man. Welcome and thanks for doing this. Yeah, Craig, Sean, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, like, I, uh, 
I got to do some between the benches with TNT last year. And yeah. it was mm-hmm. kind of funny because um, I'd never done between the benches before. <laughs> yeah. And here they were, they were like, Hey, how do you want to do this? I'm like, I, that'd be like a dream of mine. I would really love to do that. I, I always wanted to do that. Um, and then this year, obviously with Rick Tockett uh, getting a job in Vancouver, it opened up some areas for them to um, need some people in studio. So they called me, they're like, Hey, can you do studio? I'm like, yeah, I've been doing that for a while up in Canada yeah. with Roger Sportsnet. Like I can do this and I do it, you know, locally here uh, for the Penguins as well. And I've been doing it for several years. So I was like fairly comfortable with that. And I worked with Anson and Liam prior and and played with biz um, and uh, started doing some stuff with Chicklets this year too. So I have like a good rapport with all of them. So it was like actually really mm-hmm. easy and comfortable to be on set with those guys. And I mean, it's fun. They let it rip is you never know what's going to happen. And, uh, they're pretty creative there also. So yeah, it's been, it's been an awesome experience playoff wise and, and even get my feet wet doing some between the benches stuff, which led to me also being able to do some benches with the penguin in between the benches with the penguins this year as well. So it's crazy. I I don't know where I'm going next. I don't know what's happening. I'm kind of on call, which, uh, is kind of exciting, but, uh, it's, it's been an interesting, uh, exciting kind of ride right now through the first round. All right, before we get too far into this, so if you're listening to this, I apologize in advance. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see Colby has, we have to talk about the best, this is the best backdrop I've ever seen, and I'll give it a quick description. We've got, looks like some bridges of some sort, I'm sure, I'm sure Sean can break down all the Pittsburgh bridges. That's the, that's the fort. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then we got it. That's what I was going for. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We've got some logos (laughs) of the thrash, of course, that's, that's where uh, I got to know Colby a little bit, and we've got, as one does. Colby riding an eagle as a good American yeah. born in Saskatchewan. I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm holding a Saskatchewan flag and okay. a Penguins outdoor jersey <laughs> from the outdoor game with a cowboy hat on, waving a Saskatchewan flag, riding on the back of an American bald eagle. I became a U. <laughs> That's amazing. I was like, man, when you get to do something like this, it's like everything happens, right? I'm like, let's make this awesome. So yeah. uh, Cody Sable is the painter and artist that did this. He came over, it took him one day to do all of this, which is pretty remarkable. And wow. um, he was like fired up to do something crazy like have me riding an eagle so it, i thought it turned out really good and i became an american u.s citizen um in october oh congratulations just after that thank you yeah just after that um i was like you know all proud to be american and uh i got him to put me on, a, on an american eagle how american is that but i'm waving a saskatchewan flag so it's it's uh symbolic of my roots where i'm from <laughs> That was part of the that's part of the citizenship exam. Actually, they say, "Do you have any plans to have yourself painted on the back of a bald eagle at any, at any point soon?" You're like, "Yeah, actually, I do." They're like, "Come on, yeah, in. you're welcome, welcome." Yeah. That's welcome. A, that's an automatic Here's your social pass. security card. You're you're, <laughs> yeah. you're great. Give us that green card. You're now official. Yeah, I would not pass. Like, I would not even come close. I've seen that, and they're like, "What's the yeah. third bar of the second line of the, you know the anthem?" And I'm like, "What? Who, know, who yeah, knows there, these there, answers?" There's a hundred randomized questions that uh, I kind of studied for, which is is pretty much like eighth grade civics i i, I would assume mm-hmm. um but i think a lot of people kind of it just goes you know like we do yeah, at school you know you just forget about stuff so it was actually really cool studying for that i was super nervous going into it and then they ask you 10 randomized questions of those possible 100 questions so um you know it, it was like who's the president during world war ii these dates of this date you have no to idea. know all this stuff yeah, and I got them all right. I smoked oh. it all. You have to get six right out of ten after six. So they're like, "Hey, you're good." I'm like, "Thank you." Oh, it was uh, it was stressful. The over the over under is eight for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would do good. It's not ten. Ten's not happening. You think you get I, there's no chance, John. You would no be chance. surprised how good you guys could do. You, I, I think it would like ring a bell. Like it'd be on the tip of your tongue. A lot of them. They're not like crazy hard questions. It would have you'd have to jog your memory for sure on some of the history stuff. Have you ever looked, have you looked at like a written driver's license exam in the last like, in the last like oh, 20 or 25 years? It's, ins- oh, it's insane. It's, it's, it's the same thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You just drive now. You don't know. You just yeah, you're not, <laughs> assume you know the rules. It's, it's, it's muscle memory. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't actually know what I'm doing. Oh man. So, I mean, let's, let's talk first about, you know, the intermission because it's become a topic as more and more people are tuning in. Ratings have been really great. It's the hockey has been awesome. Um, but. I do think like just getting chemistry to work in that. I mean, you mentioned biz. I think yeah. that the whole bit about him being the Leafs fan, he's checking his pulse and all that. It's great. Like, I just love that element where it's like, we just have a dude on here who's just like pumped. His team's doing well. I, I don't know. I think that's okay. And I feel like that's been yeah. shied away or whatever. Like, why do you think it's working with your crew? Yeah, I don't know. I think, right. Um, 
you're supposed to be like down the middle, you know, yeah, yeah. like, especially as a national broadcaster, I think. And, and, um, you know, you have the homers that do the regional games and like, I think fans <laughs> like their guys to be homers for sure. Um, but I think at that level, it's just, it's just like real. I think biz yeah. grew up in Ontario. I don't know, for whatever reason, he's like jumped on this leaf bandwagon the last couple of years. Uh, he has a lot of bandwagons. <laughs> I think that's obvious. <laughs> right. But his leaf one has been his has been crazy. And like his overall reaction, because when I got called in to do that, I looked at the schedule and I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. I'm going to get to do games five and game six with a psycho, Paul Bizonette, who's like leaf fandom is out of this world right now. Yeah. And he's not afraid to hide it. <laughs> on national yeah. TV, on the air, which is like, makes it even crazier. What are you going to get? I don't know if they lose, how's he going to react? If they right. win, is he going to lose his mind? So it was, it, it was, it was, it was a lot. And I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be great TV. And it got me like fired up. His energy got me fired up. So um, yeah, I, I think Paul's like totally unique, awesome personality. I think you never know what's going to happen. He, he stays like on the line um and minimally crosses sometimes i think which is like kind of exciting and fun for a viewer that's right uh, and then the team and, and and production crew in there aren't aren't afraid to like do some kind of creative stuff at times and and make it fun with the gifts they pop in or the tweets or the Great. fan interaction or you know whatever it is and have us authentically reacting to a lot of stuff like sitting up there a lot of stuff in tv world is as you guys probably know is yeah. is like fairly structured yeah um to get mm -hmm. to certain breaks or get certain people involved and and there i find it kind of loose and a, at first like a little bit scary because you're like what's happening where are we going how much mm -hmm. time do we have but they really let you talk they really let you authentically react to it and and have a real kind of hot stove chat which i think is rare on tv you get that a little more in this setting or on radio um but for tv i think it's uh you know it's it's it makes it for 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 really really fun i think to to hang around for intermissions which um you know i think a lot of people are doing on that broadcast now it's been fun watching liam get to flex a little bit more too cuz we we saw him we saw him on nbc sports for so long and they had a certain way of doing things that probably I would imagine stamped out some of his some of his sense of humor and some He's of his creativity, quick, yeah, but to, yeah. dude, but to, but to watch him actually play play ringmaster with you guys and you know he jumps in when he needs to, but he's also like a traffic cop out there for you for for you guys doing your thing. I feel like his you know his his leveling up here over the last couple oh. years on that show has been been really really fun to watch. Yeah, he's so good. I think he's he's um, allowed him to show his quick wit and his and his like how sharp he is really as a guy. He's awesome to work with. I can say that like super easy and fun and, and on top of it. Um, and I, I think he, it's good for him too, that like the atmosphere in there is like one that you can make fun of each other a little bit or poke fun mm -hmm. at a mistake. Yeah. And he's really quick to jump on that. Like I was interviewing um, Nate McKinnon during the regular season, right near the end of the year. And I butchered like a question. I, I screwed it totally completely <laughs> up. And like, I got the yeah, producer laughing in my ear and like, everyone's like, Oh my God, we got to show this. And like tweets are flying in they're putting them up there. And then Anson did the same thing in the playoffs. He like totally froze on a question. I forget who we were interviewing. Uh, it was Jake Ottinger yeah. and, uh, he had like a shout out, save performance and, and, uh, Liam, as quick as he is, was like, Oh, way to go. Uh, you know, Otter, you just, we're going to credit, give you credit for one more save after that, after that answer. <laughs> question. Like, it was just so, it was yeah. so quick. He's so good with that and, and kind of balancing, um, balancing everybody on there and topics and steering and guiding things because, um, you know, I think they want people to, I think they want the panel to be authentic reaction and not know what's coming up so that you can just kind of dig into it and, as you normally would, uh, which makes for like super exciting and fun, like kind of like what's going to happen feeling right. when you're working, mm -hmm. which is pretty freeing and cool. You guys are, you guys have been doing more, more X's and O's stuff too. I feel like over the last, over the last couple of weeks, which is great to see because that's something that. Honestly, I feel like American audiences were underserved with, particularly yeah. with NBC Sports. Like you didn't have those guys up there doing like even like basic like four check breakdowns. Honestly, yeah. like I saw Biz a couple days ago. He's just like real quickly, just like recapping for people who don't know. Like here's what here's here's what we mean by F one. Here's what what we mean by F two. Yeah. And that just something like that. And I've you've you've done that stuff too. I, it's a welcome sight, honestly, because I think people do want that and need that from a national broadcast in 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 the United States. Like that yeah. level of of play breakdown. Yeah, I know? think that's. Uh, I think um, 
you know, that's talked about in there too, about just like, if we can do something that can showcase some of those, you know, simpler things possibly in the game, but that's not totally simple to the average viewer of mm-hmm. hockey. Um, I think they like kind of push into that with doing demos, stand up demos a little bit mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, I think talk, Rick talk, it used to get out the whiteboard. Now biz is taking the white coach, coach biz. He calls it <laughs> coach biz. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's hilarious. Oh, he's doing a great job yeah. and, and, um, you know, kind of shining a light on, on a few of the, you know, some simpler things inside the game to understand why things happen inside the game after a mm-hmm. clipper um after a replay so um yeah it's been it's been fun to be able to kind of do all that all that stuff and you know i guess in pittsburgh here jay's telestration that's really that's really what mm-hmm. it is but uh this is just doing it on the whiteboard so updated yeah. it's uh, that's exactly what it's, it's the biz telestrator <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's absolutely and he's wear the blue herringbone suit like <laughs> yeah. like uh, like jay to really re- really take it all the way no that's the uh toronto yacht club jacket you know that's the <laughs> toronto <laughs> yacht club <laughs> Dude, it looks great <laughs> That's funny. He was trying try, try to compete with Hank in, in, oh, yeah, in that last game. With them, Hank's no. wearing like a bespoke couture, yeah, like $8,000 suit oh, or whatever. That's a tough His hair is just amazing. Break. Can you imagine how much pressure the hair and makeup people feel in there when he comes <laughs> in? When I come in, they're like, what are we going to do with this guy? <laughs> That's the pressure. It's <laughs> not making Hank look good. It's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a grind when I come in. Oh, just God. panic city. No one wants to touch me. Everyone's like, who's got him? They're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't know. I didn't have a great sleep last night. I don't know if I should get to this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a battle. Oh, so right before you came on, I saw someone tweeted out the collection of draft picks that were used to acquire a bunch of players knocked out in the first round so you know you, you think of like the there must have been a how many characters if for the Janot. i pick. mean yeah it was like yeah Jano and you know kane <laughs> that was a, and, that was like, was a the, thread the yeah, ruins three yeah. part tweet. it was like it was it, the, the total thing was five first and seven seconds and it was like and all these guys like this massive haul of picks gone and all these players are out in the first round and i'm but then you sit there and you go well without ryan o'reilly the leafs don't yeah. and i'm always just like Gosh, what a, we, we talked about at the deadline. You're not really you're giving up all these assets. You're probably not even helping your team. But so, so I'm just curious from your perspective, would you do that at the deadline? You've you've been in you've been in those deals. You've been a part of that. You've seen how hard it is to kind of make an impact in a short period of time. Like Patrick Kane probably still feeling things out. You know what I mean? Like well, yeah. Well, the thing I like about the like the Leafs picks and what I think was really good finally is that they like identified guys that they need. Like they, they didn't go get Joe Thornton at the end of his career. They went and got like mm-hmm. Ryan O'Reilly, like an impact player right. that can play in key situations. It's like still like uh like this, you know, influential leader uh on the ice. And, you know, he's this amazing like guru off the ice and yeah. like people are attracted to him. They want to be around him. He's just a good dude. Um, you know, so to get a guy that can impact it different ways like that. And then the depth guys that they went and got too, right? Like the Acharis and some of these other guys that like kind of you know, fill holes for them. They've already got stars. Like you don't need to go get, you know, Kane, you know, they identified certain guys. They they needed, a, like Liam said it on the broadcast. They didn't need a centerman. They needed a winner and they got Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's such a good line. Um, so I think, you know, looking at it and being in Pittsburgh too, right? Like we've seen them go for it, <laughs> you know, like the first times. pick mm-hmm. is forever in play all the yeah, time. And yeah. until this yep. fast draft, but um, yeah, right. it's a situation where, you know, I I think like what your team looks like and what you have, and then going and saying, do we have a do we have a run at it here? And I think what we're seeing now too is like you just got to get in the playoffs, man. Yeah, like right. <laughs> it's seriously like, as good as you are. Like maybe you can like sprinkle a guy in your lineup, and it, it, it it's a difference maker or it helps. But at the end of the day, you just got to get in the playoffs because like anything can happen, and every team is closer than I think we realize through an eighty-two game regular season. I mean, look at the goalies who've been eliminated already, yeah. right? Like Shesterk and gone, Sorok and gone. Like these, Allmark, El- like Hellebuck elite dudes yeah. are Hellebuck. My God, all the all these guys, it's kaput. It's Akira, Akira Schmid and 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 those and those guys. <laughs> yeah. it, which is I'm not not to knock him because he's been unbelievable, but like these are not these are not the guys. The the idea that like if all things are equal, you just pick with the best goalie doesn't doesn't really seem to apply anymore. Honestly, how how do you how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, I, I, 
I don't know what my what my record is right now for <laughs> picking in the playoffs. It's probably like everyone else's. I think yeah. I'm probably like a, a bit bad, bad like everybody. Yeah, just yeah. horrible. But uh, <laughs> I, I I have to review it. I have to review it. We have a show coming up right now where we kind of go over all that oh, nice. stuff uh, right great. after I'm nice. done with you guys. But it's like I think everybody's uh, you know what do you call it brackets are blown up completely yeah. so it's been a it's been a it's been crazy it's been fun it's been like not what you thought and probably people lost money because like you know these teams just that you expected to win just couldn't like figure it out yeah uh or right. get over the hump of a series inside of a series so it's uh yeah it's a wild and wacky playoffs right now but i i, I gotta say it was like wildly entertaining first it's, round it was, it was awesome. unbelievable it really was yeah we got yeah. some great hockey. We got some great stories. We got some great moments. We got, uh, you know, some teams and players that are wowing us already with like some, um, you know, kind of those playoff style stories. And um, I don't know. I don't I, I like going in the second round. I, I'm like, who do you pick? What's going on? Yeah. I don't know. Like, let's just watch. It's just more coin tosses. Like that's like I had. Yeah. That's how one GM described. It. He's like, it's it's four coin tosses. If you went, if you hit heads four times, you win the Stanley Cup. Like that's just how it feels now. It's so even. And it's, mm -hmm. you know. And if you get that bounce or whatever, you you're gonna advance. And Gerard Glant said last night in the post game, they asked him about you know adding all these guys in his team, and it was so cool his answer because he's pretty calm. He was like, "Yeah, we lost, like you know, <laughs> we got beat." Um, but he's like, you know, skill. <laughs> yeah, right. like, someone asked him about skill. He kind of got he kind of got like you know a little bit pissed off there. He's like, "Skill? Who cares about skill? Like everyone's got skill. Like you, if your skill doesn't work hard." what are yeah. you like you know yeah and i was kind of like i i thought kind of like a shot at his guys sure. and you know rightfully so like i i was watching and i was like what, what the hell is this guy doing like there's zero battle on things like i don't care how good you are if you're not going to dig in like you're mm -hmm. you're you're just floating you know you're you're a passenger so they had some skilled passengers i would say the rangers and yeah gerard took a shot at them yeah mm -hmm. it's interesting i mean which uh no, it's not good. Well, I was just going to say, like, the flip side of that is someone like Matthew Kachuk, who it's so, like, oh, yeah. we, I mean, we already love him. We, we, we know about him, but when you get on the stage and you see somebody kind of splash onto the scene like that, and he's just going to be like, it just elevates him. And it was like, he's the yeah. opposite of what you're saying. We have a star who is just engaged. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, he can do some cool stuff, like the between the legs, which we're trying to recoin mm -hmm. as the Kachuk, because, like, the Michigan has the Michigan. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I, we're you know, on board with that. Well, he's done we'll do it. Shit. He's done, he's done it consistently. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he's done it enough. Game coin. winner in OT where it was like a one timer between the legs, which mm -hmm. has never been done. So it's, it's the Kachuk. Mm -hmm. It's official right now. Yeah. Um, but like his game isn't like super pretty. Like he doesn't look like, and he's not like a fluid skater or anything, mm -hmm. but like he gets to places and he, like, uh, his leadership also, I think with, with his play, it's just, he just does it, you know, he doesn't have to try to do it. It's just who he is, is like, he believes so much in, in his team and with his play that he, he pulls people in, as everyone says, he kind of pulls everyone in the fight. Right. But it's, it's, it's just the way, like it's in his, it's in his chips. Like you, you got your, your stick handling, you got all this, these chips, like you're at a poker table and then he pulls out like the grand Pooba chip, which is like x-factor psycho that can like change games with different things and he can throw he can, psycho. That's he can splash the pot with that anytime he wants oh. and it's it's not a lot of guys have that right now in the nhl obviously right like that that extra edge um you know or spit in his game whatever you want to call it yeah. that he has that can that can be a difference maker when you're good already you add that to it it's like how do you stop a guy that's will is so much bigger than yours yeah I was gonna call him a needle mover, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot like, better. That's why you're. That's why. That's why. That's why you're a TV professional, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's so good, isn't it? I mean, geez, how do you uh, learn that? You can't even learn that. You can't teach that. Can't teach that. Uh, it's. I do want to talk a little offseason stuff because the Flames, you know, move on from Daryl Sutter, yeah. which I was actually really surprised about because it seemed like you know Brad Living is gone, and to me that that. I was like, oh, Brad must and have just lost some sort of power struggle. Like you know, <laughs> you're like, we, and we always assume the owners there kind of have, you know, they don't know what they're doing or, you know, you, you know like you don't want ever give Calgary the benefit of the doubt, really. And then it's yeah. like, then that, you know, and, and so for me, it was interesting to see some of the player comments and, 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 you know, you've played for some tough coaches. It's I, I, how much of an impact do you think the players have in that situation where they're like, oh, I'm not playing for this guy or, you know what I mean? Like I, you got that vibe about that. It went like going into an exit meeting when you've had like a really bad experience when when the when when the year went to yeah. shit in one way or another. Like how do you how do you approach that? 
Well, I think I think it's been asked probably or whispered in conversations on the side, like how's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know probably how's yeah. Daryl been, and you know, uh, depending on which player it is, if they have the confidence to say something, or depending on which player it is, if they're actually going to listen to you. <laughs> right, right, that's right. It's <laughs> yeah. one thing. So yeah. I think there's a few things now. You know, they didn't make the playoffs after a massive, you know shake up with personnel losing guys bringing guys in and it didn't quite work out and you know the the year fell flat from what they were expecting uh, and then the, in, inside of it when it doesn't go like that like you can imagine how a coach like daryl sutter would be for the season right and how difficult it would be um you know through certain parts of the season so it maybe it just wore on guys you yeah. know maybe it wore mm-hmm. on guys plus the no playoffs and it was just a recipe to say hey let's start fresh with no gm we can get a new guy in um he can bring his own coach um and we can just you know re- restart with the same group so i think i think that's probably more the thinking other rather than you know the players being unhappy cuz let's face it Boys, let's face it. The players are always unhappy. <laughs> That's true. Not always. I was that. We sit on the back of the bus. We complain. We get off a of practice. That was dumb. Right. We have a meeting. What a waste. You know, yeah. it's like forever like that. Um, you know, and, 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 and I think, you know, yeah, Daryl can be demanding, right? There's no question about it. But I think, you know, for the most part, like guys are, guys are used to being pushed. And, you know, I think back to coaches that I had that were really tough. And I, I think it was like, it was great for me. Was yeah. it hard? Yeah, it was hard. Could I deal with it? Yeah, I could deal with it. Could I respond? Yeah. Um, you know, and did it make me at the end of the day better? I think I got more out of myself because of that than I otherwise would have had I not been like pushed um, into those areas of being, you know, a little bit uncomfortable to deal with it. So um, I look back on it now, like, yeah, I needed that. I needed that a little bit. I needed that at times. And I think, I think players in general are, are the same way. I think they can handle it a little bit, but maybe it was just too much this year. Can maybe do Michelle Terry and story time. Yeah, next we'll, time. We'll say <laughs> next time I was going to say, like, <laughs> who are we talking about here? Well, I had, I had Brent Sutter too. <laughs> I had Brent Sutter too in junior. So I went from junior from Brent Sutter. Uh-huh. He was demanding like Sutsy style, you know, like they're the, they're all mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, and then yeah. I went to, and then I went to the American league. I had Glenn Patrick at, for one year. And then the next three years, four or five, six years, I had Michelle Terrian. So it was, uh, it was uh, like every day was, was like, you better be ready to rock. Or yeah. It's, you know, meeting. <laughs> Let's have a meeting. I'm like, oh God, another one. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, well, Army, I look for back doing on this. it now, though. I love it. Yeah. I, I loved yeah. it, though. I look back on it. I look back on it fondly, just yeah. seeing how much I got out of myself. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I'm uh, trying things. to. I'm trying to let you get out of here. Okay. No, keep yeah. telling. No, Thanks, I, brother. I, I, I'm no. I, I'm I'm scared. Producer Jeff's gonna be like tapping his watch. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Army, thanks. For, it's so, so great to see you. It's awesome to see um, everything coming in the picture for you great work we we love watching you um and yeah awesome seeing you thanks for doing this yeah thanks hey, when when are you when, when are you gonna be on tv next um when, i think when, i'm going on friday to raleigh to do between the benches believe it or not oh. they're throwing me down in there so love it um i'm just i just got a text today i'm kind of like just flying like by the yeah. seat of my pants Perfect. like i said with this stuff and they're just like hey can you do this i'm like yeah i'd love to so i drop everything and i'm just like trying to make everything work to so that i'm having a good time though it's awesome to be in like such impactful games and do them um so it yeah uh, i think on friday i think that's my next <laughs> Maybe. Fear, on friday but it's been, uh, fun, been fun to watch thank man. you thanks sean thanks craig producer yeah. jeff thank you appreciate it guys all right have fun take care safe travels thank you great stuff as you'd expect from colby um he's gonna he's heading that looks like he's heading on that devil's hurricane series and like I got the vibe. It's like an open tryout for him for next year. Like there's, there was a bit of that, like, Hey, if this goes mm-hmm. well, who, who knows uh, where this is going to end up. And you know, if you're him, all of a sudden you're, you, you know, you become this free agent or whatever. I mean, I don't know what his situation is, but I, he's, a, he's a rising star in this world and, and uh, I'm happy for him. He's great. Yeah. I mean, he said it, he said it himself, there's an open seat because Tocket, you know, was all a right. full time, huge part of that broadcast. He's obviously got the job with the Canucks. Colby's doing shit all over the place. I would certainly expect him to be in the mix for whenever the Penguins come out of their, um, yeah, they're caught up in some regional sports network drama, just oh, like right, a lot, right. just like a lot of other teams. There's some decisions to be, to, to be made there. Um, yeah, Colby's 
Colby's working a lot for a reason. And I, and I think that's going to continue. All right. We will be right back and we're coming back with my favorite segment. Also my wife, she said she likes this. She just goes and listens to the end. We, she, she likes to hear Sean and I laughing. (laughs) She loved the question last week about somebody hiring me to go to their wedding. She's like, I hear you laughing in the other room, the cackle. <laughs> well, these these people have the seed planted by an ad that runs six times every every show about. Hey, That's still running. I don't go. I don't go to any weddings. Okay, seed seed's been planted. We'll That's be right back. That's me. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only good segment on the show. Welcome to the comment section. We had like multiple people this week thank me for the directions I gave them to the comment section on the athletic app where you give it a little tap, a little tap, tap a mm-hmm. listen, so, things of that nature. Oh, that's those are your instructions? That's Did it. he thank for this? Tap a and yeah, things now, of that nature. Could Crab that Ragoon or whatever that tweet is. <laughs> Crab Ragoon, things of that nature. I could have, could they be being facetious? I don't know. That's not for me to say. I like to think that I'm actually helping people, but who knows? Ariel R. Someone asked this on another show's mailbag and I had to ask it here. If you could have access to stats about your personal life, okay. what stats would you want? Okay. One of the guys said he'd want to know how many times he had narrowly escaped death. I imagine he was a reckless teenager. Ariel, I think that guy stole my answer. That's a, that's a great one. Ariel, can I just say I think about this a lot? I actually have an answer. I think I thought about this a lot like as a kid. I used to have this discussion with like my best friend. We'd be like, what, you know, when you're dead and you can get some questions answered, which I'm assuming how it's gonna, like, like you're going to get mm-hmm. some printout of stats, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. From analytics. Yeah. From God. From God. Who's, who's an old man with a very also, long beard. Really into rope. numbers, like a data, big data guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Dom actually. God says, God says according to the model, and you're like, God, is this? Wait, you mean according to you? And God says, No, it's not me. It's just the it's model. Not me, it's the model. <laughs> I can't control it. <laughs> Our say, existence oh, is a model, okay, Sean. Okay, okay, God, God, logician. <laughs> actually, God's um, last my name. answer used to be as a kid, I. My first thing I'd want to know, this is so stupid, and but it's like 10-year-old me. I wanted to know what song I listened to the most in my life. And that's I think cute. the Spotify, thanks, thanks, Sean. The Spotify bit where they they do the, they send out, that's that's erased that, um, I guess, that's scratched that itch. Because now I'm like, I think I kind of know at this point. I think the I have a big enough yeah. sample size. And guess what? It's not that interesting. <laughs> and it wasn't even <laughs> that interesting. <laughs> also. Oh, listen to, wow, listen to Wilco a lot, huh? Like, Imagine yeah. that. Mm. Not a Wilco. Shocker. <laughs> so I got to come up with a new one. I think escaping death is the right answer because I've, you know, like how many times like a car didn't pull out or you just miss, like, I, I'm sure it's terrifying. I, I was also a bigger idiot as a, as a kid, as a kid than you were really until fairly, fairly recently, I would say. That I was. was don't, you don't know anything about me. I think, I, I think it's, I think it's safe to say. Also, wait, for, for the record, I was also, this is, this, this is going to, this is going to juke my stats, I think a little bit here. I was prime jackass age. I was like 14 years old whenever jackass, uh, 13 or 14, whenever, whenever jackass premiered. And that led to some, that led to some undue risk taking. The other thing, this is, I could give a dozen answers to this question. I love this, Ariel. Thank you so much. Something literally brought up yesterday. It's fresh on my mind. I'd like to know how many chicken McNuggets I've eaten in my life <laughs> down to, down to, d- down to the specific number. Because I said, <laughs> I said last night, because yeah, A, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. B, my chicken nugget sauce of choice is barbecue to the point where I, where I, I've only tried McDonald's sweet and sour one time just in my life out of, um, just out of curiosity pretty recently. So A, I want to be able to buy McDonald's barbecue sauce in stores. <laughs> B, mm-hmm. someone get me that total number on the, on the, uh, on the number of McNuggets I've eaten in my life. Cause I bet it's well, well, it's probably, probably five digits. I think there's a decent chance that I've eaten more than 10,000 chicken McNuggets in my life. There's also the flip side to this question, which is what is the number you don't want to know? And I also have that answer. Cause I uh, thought about that a lot. What don't like, as you uh, get the print out from Dom, what is the number? 
And mine is, again, I'm better now, but total <laughs> amount spent on bank fees, like overdrafts oh. and like it, it's, it's in and like ATM. It's ATM probably fees. thousands ATM fees is, ATM and thousands fees is of good. dollars. I've said that and like alcoholic. Like if, if I just didn't enjoy having a, there's a gonna drink, be a- like there's some, what, what's the tally on like liquor and beer like that I've spent in my lifetime? It's probably, and I'm not saying it, maybe I have a problem if I'm thinking in these terms, but I like, you know, I know that number. That, so those are the two numbers I don't want. What is the highest blood alcohol content you've driven with? <laughs> That's terrible. Who that the I fuck wants with? to know that? Nobody. <laughs> a, person, a person who's, well, I shouldn't say that. Not nobody. More responsible person than I. Just dropped an F-bomb. I never do that here. Uh, great question. Gen F. Yeah, this is great. Top that. Let's wrap up the show. Ted C. Shout out to Jen F. Who asked a question about Andrew. Well, we we should we should bring this up. Jen F. Said, did the league issue a moratorium on discussing the hit on Andrew Cogliano? Andrew Cogliano broke a neck, courtesy of uh, Jordan Eberle. No, they didn't. But I can't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> gonna get electric. Gonna get electrocuted here. I don't really know why that happened. To tell you the truth, I I sort of had that thought because I. Cause I I missed the end of that game because I was writing about Matthew Kachuk. So, so I, I didn't see it happen and I didn't realize that it happened at all until it was like Andrew Cogliano broke his neck. So I think that's kind of the issue is that it happened late. Mm-hmm. This is, and it's a shitty answer because it feeds into the, to the perception of a West coast bias, which is true. People just can't stay up to watch 1030 games and often don't. So it was like out of sight, out of mind. I, I think that's, I think that's the main issue and I'm guilty of it because like I said, I didn't even know that it happened until, until, you know, Pete or whoever said that said Peter Boss said that like Andrew Cognano was out. I think if it was if that happened again, if this is these are just tropes. Wherever if that happened in a Leafs game or something, it would have been apocalypse, apocalypse. Right, Ted C. I've recently discovered the joy of audiobooks, and this week I decided it was time to check out Behind the Bench by Craig oh, Costins. Thanks, Ted C. The book itself, like Craig rated it on Goodreads, is a mm-hmm. five star selection. Thank you. Hey, I, that was an honest assessment. If it was yeah. a three-star book, I would have given it three stars. It's not. It's five. Three and a half. Tetsy does say, I was a little disappointed that it was narrated by Barry Abrams, not by Velvet Pipes' Craig Custance. Was that option on the table, Craig? Did you turn down the, the shot to narrate your own your own? Thank you for this audiobook. question, Tetsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody pull up a chair. I've got a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> so, my first. this is my first experience in the book publishing world, so I didn't know how any of it worked. I was just happy to have a book published and have it end up in Barnes and Nobles or wherever regular people could just go buy a book. Like that to me was an accomplishment. And so they came and said, we're doing an audio book. We're hiring. I don't, I don't even know. I've never listened to it. I've never, I'm sure whoever read it did a great job. It's definitely not true. But I, okay. and it wasn't, e- I definitely have not listened to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. even a. It wasn't even an option. They weren't like, "Would you like to do it?" Because had they said it, I would have been like, "Of course." It's a very personal book. It's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm sitting down with the X Y Z, and I'm driving here and driving mm-hmm. there." It it would have made perfect sense for me to read it. I feel like I have some experience talking into a microphone, and and it never. It was. They're just like, "This is the person we're doing it," and I'm like, "Oh, that must be how audiobooks work." If well, I were to do a second Ted book, said uh, well, Ted said specifically, pointed out here that TGB Sean McAdoo narrated his book, edited uh, as it Hunter Ryan Singh, who, who who wrote a memoir as well. Um, is it just a Canadian thing? Is this an anti-American bias from hockey mm. book publishers? I think it may be. Yeah. If I will be, if if I were to do a second book, which I will, mm-hmm. I, and there's an audio version, I will be pushing much harder to read it now maybe they say it's not good and this other person's better then that's fine but to not even discuss it ted you you this you might have um, opened a nerve yeah can i do voices yeah and the narration like can i pretend to be i don't know like do a julian breezeball impression or something oh in the next one yeah yeah only if it's really over time everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone will appreciate that <laughs> Richard L. Y'all but known to give my stars, formerly the Ramble Boys, a chaos love from time to time. So I wanted to ask here what Rupa Hens has to do to get some national pub. Good question. Thank you for this. Love all the other guys getting attention, but Rupa is the actual engine that pushes the line and most of the team. It's true. We're seeing that. We're seeing that in, well, we've seen that so far. We saw that in in the Wild Series. 
Joe Pavelski's out. Uh, first line doesn't miss much of a beat, even though Jason Robertson wasn't producing all that much. They plugged Tyler Sagan in there. Yeah. You know, still getting solid production from from that line overall. Uh, Rupa Hintz has 12 points, I think, through the first uh, through the first series. I mean, he's been he's been unbelievable. The guys, the guy's great. And I think the longer the stars play on, you know, especially as you know some of the higher profile teams kind of exit, I think people are naturally going to gravitate towards that team and towards the top end talent there because that's the way it works. People don't have the Boston Bruins to talk about anymore, mm-hmm. right? You don't have the New York Rangers to talk about anymore. So what's so what's left from from a casual from a casual standpoint? It's guys like Rupa Hints and whatever. So I would be stunned if by the time this is all said and done, that Rupa Hints's uh, profile hasn't jumped in a very meaningful way because he's awesome. He's great. And he's been great for years, and he and he deserves it. How come you don't write about him then, Sean? It's a good question. <laughs> Sod writes about him all the goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, you could say. I don't know. I think so. No, no, you can't. You, you yeah. again. We said it before. We talked about it with Kachuk. You cannot write about these guys too much. When you have when you have players that are that talented, like you, you can't overcover it. And yeah, like of course, like we've we've like there's been a lot of stuff on the site about Rupa Hints and Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski but guess what they deserve it they're great so we need more stuff everyone needs more stuff but i think it's i, I think it's common for for the stars specifically we should invite one of them on the show sometime yeah if, if only if only we'd thought of that before <laughs> uh richard Al also agrees with us that TNT is uh-huh. boat racing ESPN's coverage i'm glad you caught that cuz i was cuz i was i was going to forget Boat racing, ESPN. I don't love, um, you know, running down my former employer like this because I am, I still feel very loyal to ESPN. Shouldn't great opportunity, I, and I like the people there a lot. But it's it's been a no contest. It's true. Everyone knows it. Sorry to Tyler M who who left a mm-hmm. comment saying Tuesday boys hashtag Tuesday boys Tuesdays. I'm bothered you didn't read my comment from last week, especially since it fell on Canadian Flag Day. And I'm not sure what Tyler M said, but that's a very funny joke. We love Canadian Flag Day. Alex C is thanking us for thanking, oh, well, not us, me, for the info on how to find the comments. Uh, Craig's been here for a few in a row now. He says, "Do you think the Kane should resign Max Pacioretty for this come for this upcoming season?" Yes. Um. Yeah. Why not? See. See what happens. He's. They're gonna get him. They're gonna. Uh, if he's. If he's physically okay, two Achilles injuries in a row is brutal. Yeah. But they could get him. Uh, get him at a pretty low rate. I like. I'd like to. And like, dude, that, that's a that's a Canes. He's still a Canes player because that's a value proposition, right? And you're saying and we'll take a flyer on him if mm-hmm. he's if he's great, great, and if not, you know, low risk. Without talking to anybody, I, I, you know, you get the sense. So they're they're kind of a, let's look for market inefficiency, inefficiency kind of franchise, right? And that may come in the form of an older player like Brent Burns or maybe an injured player. But um, and you could say, boy, that seems to work really well for them. They have some, they've made some mm-hmm. really smart, shrewd mo- moves, but they're also really banged up. Like, I think you look at them right now and it's, you're, you're saying, yeah, that there's a reason this player was available for free or whatever. And maybe that's fair or not fair, but it's just an interesting thing. Like you, you're, you're trying to find these, these edges to yeah. when you're a, a team like the Hurricanes. And also sometimes it doesn't work out, but here they are. I would sign them. Connor Pete. I want to I want to answer this question, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the gist of it is, I'll read the start. Minnesota Wild yeah. fan here, and I have some questions about us as a team and a fan base. Are we a small market team? Where do we rate as a fan base? I feel like we don't get the attention we deserve, and I'll stop there. Not from us. I, I yeah. So within the, the athletic ecosystem, we treat Minnesota like a large market, S tier. As important as it gets, market for as us. important, and I, I I can't speak for like TNT or ESPN, but I mean part of it is Mike Russo, but it's not. It's John Krasinski. It's, it's we have we cover the other teams really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we loaded up. Joe Smith now is doing National Plus Minnesota Wild. We treat them like the New York Yankees, the Minnesota Wild, and the Minnesota market because the fans turn out, and our, our numbers are off the charts. So I can only maybe we like. You and I don't talk about him. Part of it is I'm like, oh, Russo's got it covered. I don't I, feel like honestly, what are we yes. add to the I, wild I think conversation. I, I, you know what? I people have. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago, people kind of alluded to me. I, I didn't 
I wasn't even making a joke, but I said something along the lines of like, well, you know, we talk about the wild all the time. Like, we don't, we don't need to do that here. And people are like, well, you don't, you actually don't. You don't. That's because, it, and that's probably true. That's true. We, we don't talk about the Minnesota wild consistently on this podcast because they're so well covered outside of this podcast because you have Russo on the, on the round table and you have right. Joe, Joe, Joe is in the mix and you have those guys writing so much after every game and it, and it surfaces every time it seems like so we it's been a point of um it's the word a point of emphasis i think for the athletic to treat minnesota especially as a hockey market with the respect it deserves and i think in the greater nhl ecosystem they're right there too because yeah. you look at we just spent a while talking about it about all the emphasis that's put on local ratings now important they are when you t- and that's led to decades at this point of the nhl uh, elevating Pittsburgh and elevating Buffalo and like st- taking these like maybe smaller smaller TV markets or smaller cities and giving them a ton of run because they know that the local market is going to show out and Minnesota is like to me unquestionably in that in that group with them they're a, they're a top tier American franchise I think I would and I would imagine from a revenue standpoint that goes across the board any any metric you're looking at you know, to, to great success or viability or market size in the NHL ecosystem. They're, they grade out at the top. Eric A asks, can we get, this is a great idea. Yeah. Can we get a segment this summer about American draft eligible players, a breakdown on their games and where they might go. Good fit for them team wise. You should call the segment rising Eagles, not because it's a good name, but because I'll laugh at you, t- you two saying that name every time. And I deserve a good <laughs> weekly laugh. Yes, rising you do. Eric Eagles. A. Kind of like the eagle on Colby Armstrong's finger painted wall. <laughs> I hope we need to. I, I'm sure Jeff got a great a great shot of of, of Colby's wall. So yes, that might be a good one for when Max because Max is really tuned into that um, in a way. Like when maybe when Max is subbing, bring in the prawn dog. Good stuff. Mm. <laughs> what? We're starting to we we have a rivalry oh. with the prospect guys. Oh, Will Smith is coming on next that's week. That's great. I, that's news to me. All right. Hope he doesn't slap me. Oh, gosh. I was going to make a that's dumb joke, and I decided star, not silly. to. I took the high road on that one. That's mm-hmm. that poor guy. How often does he yeah, do that stuff? Yeah, it's brutal. I, I'm going to guarantee you that I will. Jeff- that I- <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Also, Jesse, Jesse W. Yeah, oh, he's, he's take, here. This is, this is important. I, we were like Jesse W said that he 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 checked in last week. He said that the last four minutes were the best, and I was like, I don't. We both of us were like, uh, duh, what happened in the last yeah, four minutes happened? last week? Because he we didn't know it was on there. That's the you answer. You spent by the four way. minutes debating steam ironing versus traditional, and you could tell Sean thought you were not recording because the number of curse words went up, which is true. Yeah, I didn't. Lots of self censorship. We like, that is, was one of those. Yeah, that was just like Filthy I don't even mouth. know. I still didn't know that was recorded. I'm going to have to go back and listen to make sure I didn't say anything stupid. But this Robert team, S is for the Robert record, S this is, team I did not yeah. work in a way that Sean really? suggested it should have. Hmm. So anyways. No, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, go back and listen maybe, to that. Maybe your clothes are just more creased up than mine are. Robert S. thanks me for, for directing him to the comments. Two of those. Of course. Everybody here is on our side regarding the, the ESPN broadcast. You know, just, just it's, it's, yeah. there's work to, there's work to be done there. And I think beating that beating that uh drum pretty hard here the one specifically that i wanted to say here because it was one of those things it happened as soon as i said it and i didn't want to go and i was just one of those i I, i'm an idiot because i think that however many thousand people listen to this podcast they're like maybe nobody will notice this adam p i was talking about the devil's goaltenders from last season sean did you just call nico dawes nigel dawes yeah i did Mm. Because Nigel Dawes somehow only just retired officially like last week. And he was fresh on my brain. So I ported him over. Whatever. Well, the PA, did the PA send out a release on that one? I think that, that honestly was probably it. I might have I might have seen a I might have seen a release about Nigel Dawes. And then I then I ported him over and played him uh added him to the mix of the Devils seven starting goaltenders last season. A hundred percent happened. And I was just kinda of hoping to slip it past no hope that, you're not, that nobody you're notices. Not Adam P. Not, not happening. Adam P, hold me accountable. I appreciate it, brother. That's a seismic mistake, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> seismic you mean levels. seismic? What are you talking about? 
I know that word. I think we're done here. We're I done. Think, I, I think we're, we're done. Good. Thanks to everybody who left comments. Uh, again, we literally are surprised every time we log in. I don't know what we would do. We don't my have mood a, is, we don't my have mood a plan has been D. tremendously elevated by by reading these. I feel great. Yeah, I now. feel great. They were really pumping us up too. Two separate Zooms with you in the last couple hours. Ugh. Hard times. Puts me in a bad mood. Um, but the commenters always provide. Jesse Granger, Rob Pizzo, and Mike Russo, who covers a wild, so we don't have to, as you all know. <laughs> Murat is joining him and a lot to talk about about the Winnipeg oh, Jets. Oh, man. A lot to talk about and cons- I, that doesn't seem like it's over. That situation. No, no. Rick, Rick Bonus versus the roster. Uh, if you're Rick Bonus, if you're not fairly confident you're winning that battle, I'm not sure you're picking I don't, I don't think. I don't think you pick the fight. Nope. Oh, and I guess uh, Jeff is t- telling me Max Baltman's filling in for me the next couple of shows. That is true. <laughs> oh, great. So that's when you get Will Smith um, and whatever great guests will not people. People like to talk to Max. There's always great guests with Max. He's got that, uh, that judge extra little bit. People like talking to him. I hope he, um, I hope he makes it this weekend. We get one of the flag football playoffs. I need a assistant coach. So Max, if you're listening, I need you on Saturday or else you're fired. (laughs) You actually might not be able to do that anymore. Ask him to fire people for for specious reasons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, I would like to thank one last time Colby Armstrong for joining. Yeah. I, he's he's got to come back. That's that was a good one. I don't know why we took uh, so long between Colby Armstrong appearances. That's it. Thanks, thanks everybody for listening. Happy New Year, everybody! What a what a show! Um, what a what a week of hockey! I'm really looking forward to keeping it going. Going See to Vegas. Five weeks when I come back. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>